on episode 435 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Untitled Goose Wins. Digital Foundry takes a look at Pokemon and Switch is a bestseller yet again. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. This is DragonCon, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey everyone, welcome back to Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And this episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like T.F. Wagner. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you want to leave a voicemail for the show... Like you heard at the top of the show, although that was not something that somebody sent in. That was something I recorded when I was at Dragon Con. There was a couple of hundred people in the room that were that were there to listen to us talk about Nintendo. And uh, they all recorded that for me. It was awesome. But uh, if you want to leave a voicemail to for me to play at the beginning of the show, uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device. And I may even play it on the show. With that being said, let's... Let's before you know, I got the show notes here and I definitely want to talk about this stuff, but I finally decided to update Super Smash Brothers and play a little bit of it this uh this morning. And I was playing as Terry, uh Terry Bogard, the newest character who's been added through the fighters past. If if you don't know, Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Nintendo Switch has a fighters pass, which has these these characters that have been slowly being added over the past year and Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury is the most recent character. I've talked about him before, but this is the first time I actually sat down and played as him. And I have to say, he's pretty fun. Uh he's actually really fun. I like the way that they implemented him. Now, you know, when I when I've talked about him on the show before, I've I've been very specific that I was ne- like I didn't have a Neo Geo our local arcades didn't really have Neo Geo games outside of Metal Slug. So we didn't have Fatal Fury to play. And, um, you know, the Neo Geo was an incredibly expensive console back in the 80s and 90s or whenever it came out. I assume 90s. Um, but it was very, very expensive. And I remember the games were like $150 a piece because it was essentially an arcade board shrunk down to a cartridge that you could put in. So I didn't know anybody that had a Neo Geo. So these are uh, all those Neo Geo games are games that I really missed out on outside of um, not Metal Gear. What am I thinking of? Um, what is the name of it? Metal Metal Slug. That's the name of the game that I was thinking of. Uh, but I missed out on all that stuff. So I don't have an affinity or uh, the, the nostalgia is not itched by uh, bringing Terry Bogard into the game. So I can look at it completely objectively with no nostalgia and say it's very fun to play as Terry. I think that uh, he's got some cool mechanics. the The way that he works is uh, he's you know he's just got some kind of a regular attacks, but once he gets one hundred percent damage, uh, he then will have like a little go thing flashing over him, and now he can use his fancy moves. 
in in which case it's a quarter two quarter circle forwards and then a or b and he will do I think it's like a wolf attack or something like that. I forget what it's called. It doesn't matter what it's called. He does a special attack. And I have to say, there was some strategy that I started to use after understanding the way it worked. Because, you know, when I first started playing, I was just like, I don't remember anything that Mr. Sakurai talked about when he showed off Terry Bogard to the, you know, the Smash Brothers community in that like 45 minute thing i watched it but i hadn't played it and and it's been a while since that video was shown so i didn't remember how he was supposed to work and he had like the go thing was flashing i couldn't figure out how it was supposed to work and then eventually once i figured it out that it shows up once he's over a hundred percent you know i there was a couple times where i was like oh i'm at 90 percent i'm gonna let them land a hit on me or two and that'll get me over that 100%, so then I can start using uh, that attack. And that actually won me a couple of matches that I played online. Am I going to use him often? Probably not. I'm going to go right back to Poka- uh, Pokemon. Not Pokemon. Um, Pac-Man. I'm going to go right back to Pac-Man, because Pac-Man is my favorite character in Smash Brothers. I think that he is the weirdest character, and he's incredibly uh, fun to play, and I... I imagine that he's incredibly frustrating to play against because he's so weird and kind of unpredictable. And I just really like his animations. And of course, it's retro, so that very much appeals to me. Anyway, I I just wanted to say that I played it a little bit this morning, and I really like the way that Terry plays. The graphics, again, are fantastic, of course. Um, I I would be... um, I wouldn't be 100% honest if I didn't say that I did run into an issue when I was playing this morning where I played against somebody and they had terrible internet. So, you know, it turned into a lag fest and then we got disconnected. I know it wasn't me because I have fantastic internet and, um, you know, I did a speed test and everything was fine. Uh, So it was definitely that person. But that's what happens when you're playing on a console and somebody might just have a really, really bad Wi-Fi connection to their Switch. Like, maybe they're playing in handheld mode, uh, you know, out in their backyard, you know, just at the very edge of Wi-Fi reception, out in the sun, and they're, and that's where they're playing. That's the that's the problem with, with playing on a portable console, is that you don't always have the best connection. You can't, like, maybe they're playing off a, a hotspot on their phone, driving down the road at at uh, 80 miles per hour or whatever, uh, you know, they're the passenger, I hope. Uh, But maybe that's the way they're playing, and maybe that's why I had such a bad connection. But you can't really do anything about that. Um, Even if uh, Nintendo did have servers, which they should, but I don't think that they need them for Smash Brothers, but they should have servers. Uh, But that's an argument and a discussion for another, another day. Uh, London Gamer on Twitch says, he says this after his modem issues yesterday. Right, but I tested my my uh, speed test right after I ran into that problem to see if it was me, and it was definitely not me. But I did have modem problems uh, yesterday because I have Spectrum. There's really no other options where I live, so that's what we're stuck with, and uh, that's a, a discussion for another time as well. All right. Uh, let's get into the show notes and talk about Untitled Goose Game. Now, if you have not played Untitled Goose Game yet, 
It is a fantastic game. Uh, I received it as a review copy, and I ended up, instead of playing it myself, I ended up having my my wife sat down, and she was playing it, and I just kind of watched, and we laughed a lot. If you don't know what this game is, you play as this goose who is really just a, a huge jerk, and he has a checklist of things that he has to do, where he goes into a place, and you know maybe you have to steal the lunch from the groundskeeper or throw their rake in the lake or, you know, get rid of them, get them wet or uh, steal their keys. You, you basically are causing havoc. And the, the thing about it is it's wonderfully designed. The, the soundtrack is fantastic. The art style is wonderful and the animation is top notch and all of those things together, um, brought this fantastic game which according to games radar plus uh they have now uh won the golden joystick breakthrough award and i just think it's awesome it's a wonderful game and i'm very happy that the uh that that the house house which is the name of the the studio behind untitled goose game i'm very happy that they won this award because it's a great game and it should win awards uh, I, I just love playing as this horrible goose. I love watching other people play as this horrible goose and uh, solving the problems that they have to check the things off the list. And congratulations to them for winning uh, a golden joystick. That's really fantastic. I think that uh, they it is well, uh, very well deserved. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to thank our sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Pokemon again. I know I talked about it yesterday, but I've got a little bit more to talk about today. Stick around. When you've lost your last man, hold A and B to continue where you left off. Do this before the title screen appears. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. Thank you very much to the sponsors for sponsoring the show. I appreciate it. Let's talk about uh, Pokemon. First off, Digital Foundry took a... If you don't know what Digital Foundry is, they basically analyze video games to see how many like what is the resolution that they're running at because it doesn't always like the game isn't always going to tell you and especially these days where games have the ability to change the resolution dynamically as more things are on screen they can lower the resolution in order to keep the frame rate high enough uh but uh digital foundry tends to look at games and they'll they'll figure out what resolution do they run at they'll look at the frame rate and see how well does it maintain its frame rate 
And I always find their videos to be super informative and fascinating and really well put together. They took a look at uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and they found that, first off, it maintains a pretty solid 30 frames per second, but they do this by having some serious pop-in issues. And if you don't know what pop-in is... If you've ever played a game and you've been wandering through the world and then you have a, a thing just appear out of nowhere, that's what pop-in is. And the pop-in for not not the world itself, but for the other people who are in, in the world with you and the Pokemon, the, as they pop into the world, it's really close to you and it's very jarring. And it's uh, it's it's something that shows that it's not optimized well. Yes, it maintains a stable frame rate, and I would say that having a good frame rate is more important than probably anything else, but it shows that they could do so much better. I mean, you look at the games that are running on the Switch, uh, especially the games that have been ported by, oh my gosh, uh, Panic Button. Uh, so they, they ported Rocket League. They ported Doom 2016, I believe. They ported a lot of stuff. And we've had a, a bunch of games ported to the Switch that deal with, um, you know, the, the, the low power aspect of the Nintendo Switch so much better than, uh, than the Pokemon company has done with, um, with Pokemon on the Switch. And I think it's, it's, it's just really too bad. Now, um, I'm not going to go into all of the ins and outs of the video. It's 20 minutes long. If that you are interested in it, you should definitely check it out. And if you want to find the link to it, go to my show notes at runjumpstomp.com. And this is episode 435. So now you can find it and it'll, it'll take you to the digital foundry YouTube video. It's very, very interesting. Now, speaking of Pokemon, there is a bug um, well, there's a lot of people who think that there's a bug with, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield that is deleting save files. And of course people are freaking out about that because, oh my gosh, my save files are gone, but they're not being 100% accurate. So, uh, this came to, uh, this comes to us from Polygon and Polygon says, no, Pokemon Sword and Shield aren't deleting Nintendo Switch save files. And it started uh, from a Twitter user posted, I just got this bug, rest in peace, 100 gigabytes worth of games. And they um, they uh, have a link to this, or, or a uh, they're replying to this bug that says, if you bought Sword and Shield, disable autosave as soon as possible. That stuff will wipe your SD card if you aren't careful. And of course, God, they're... they're all caps, of course, and the grammar's real bad, but that's that's beside the point. Uh, so basically, what they're saying is that the game crashed and uh, during an autosave, and then during the game crash, it basically boot. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm having trouble reading what they they're saying. I then this is okay. I'm going to read exactly what they said. Game crashed on an attempted autosave. Or at least I assume so. I then, the game crashed, on boot to I put in my smash cart to test. Smash cart, smash crashed on boot too, so I rebooted my Switch. 
Now everything on my Switch looks like this. Even the cart games are asking for a re-download. So if I click on this, it brings up uh, their, their screenshots that they're showing us, and it looks like it erased their SD card. Now, this sounds to me like it's a problem with the operating system itself, not with um, Pokemon. It's just that that happened with Pokemon to begin with. So let's talk about how this might happen. Well, uh, apparently, the the reason that this is happening is because the operating system, and this, this comes from a uh, hacker called Sires M., who is a, like, they, they know a lot about this kind of stuff, but they're saying basically the operating system tries to retrieve the data from the disk, and then it fails, okay? So this is during the bug. Uh, and then they don't know what's causing the failure, only that once it happens, Sword and Shield will crash. What we do know is how your SD card is formatted can affect what happens next. So if you use the XFAT system... That's uh, F-A-T. That's, I think it's file allocation tables. I can't remember what F-A-T stands for, but it's, it's, it's a, a common uh, file formatting thing. If you don't know what file formatting is, basically before you can put a file onto a disk or anything like that, you have to format that disk so it knows, oh, this is where things go. And there's a couple of different ways that you can format a file and still have it be compatible with a Nintendo Switch. One of those ways is EXFAT, and the other way is FAT32 or FAT32, which is I think most people are used to. Apparently, if your SD card is formatted with the XFAT system, this can cause your data to become corrupted during the bug, and then the game will, or the operating system will tell it, Let's format this, and whenever you format something, it erases it. Uh, so if you have your card formatted in FAT32, then that kind of thing doesn't happen. Basically, if, if you run into the bug and you get the crash, all you have to do is reboot your switch, and everything's fine. Now, if you are worried about this bug, apparently it is a... It's not a widespread bug. It might sound like it's widespread because a lot of people, it's scary. So a lot of people are going to be talking about it, but it's probably not a widespread bug according to Polygon. And it's less likely that you're probably using EXFAT than you are using FAT32. FAT32 is far more common, I I believe. In fact, I think I'm 99% sure that that FAT32 is more common. However... If you formatted yours differently using XFAT, then you might run into a problem. Uh, So don't use the XFAT driver, and you should be fine. Uh, However, Nintendo does need to fix whatever this is. Now, as far as save games, you shouldn't worry about that at all because the save games are not stored on your SD card. The save games are stored on the Nintendo Switch itself in memory. That's where it stores your save games. So let's say I delete my games. I I get a bad SD card. I take my SD card out. I throw it in the garbage. I buy a new one. I put it in. I re-download my games. My save games are still there. So it's not erasing your save games. It's just erasing the data of the games, which you can always re-download. So at the end of the day, it's a huge problem, without a doubt. 
this is definitely something that needs to be fixed, but it's not as bad as it seems. And the reason it's not as bad as it, as it seems is because it's not actually deleting your save games. It's just deleting the games, which you can always download again down the road. So uh, I just wanted to let people know about that. Now, I immediately booted up my Switch and I couldn't see a way for me to look in the operating system and find out that if I'm using XFAT or FAT32, I did, when I formatted my uh, SD card, I did it in the Switch. So I'm assuming, oh no, I didn't. No, because when I upgraded my SD card, I copied my SD card from my old SD card. So I ended up buying a new SD card and then I did like a, a copy where I copied from one to the other, but that first copy was formatted in the Nintendo Switch, and I don't know which way that they go with it. But I couldn't find anything on the Nintendo Switch that would tell me how it's formatted, and I could not find the little tiny, I've got a little uh, USB stick that has a slot for an SD card. I couldn't find that around here someplace, uh, so I couldn't plug my SD card into my computer to find out how it's formatted. Uh, needless to say, if you have a USB stick that lets you, uh, or, or, uh, a computer that lets you plug in your SD card, you can plug it into a computer and it should be able to tell you what format system that you're using. Do I recommend that you bother with that? Probably not. The worst case scenario is your games get deleted and you have to redownload them. Now, some of these games are huge and that would take you forever but at the end of the day, all it's costing you is time. And I personally wouldn't erase my SD card and because then you'd have to download them anyway, right? I wouldn't erase my SD card just to reformat it because then you're costing yourself time anyway. So I don't know. Is it a big deal? Maybe. Should it be fixed? Absolutely. And I'm sure that Nintendo is already working on it uh, anyway. All right, let's talk about something happy, something happy for Nintendo. This is according to um, NP the NPD group, which is this group that follows how well uh, software and hardware sales uh, go for the video game industry. And uh, uh, according to the NPD group, this, uh, this you know, Nintendo is absolutely killing it. Uh, October 2019 hardware spending fell 41% versus um, YA, YA a year ago, okay, to 182 million. Year to date, hardware spending has declined 23% versus a year ago to 2.1 billion. Nintendo Switch is the only platform with sales gains both in October as well as year to date. So Nintendo is killing it. And of course, there's going to be a lot of Nintendo analysts that will say things like, yeah, look at this. Nintendo is awesome. Yay, yay, yay. But keep in mind, Sony and Microsoft have recently, uh, well, okay. Sony definitely have shot themselves in the foot by announcing the PS5 a year ahead of time. The PS4 sales are going to absolutely take a nosedive without a doubt. Not a huge surprise. Um, it, it's already sold tons and tons and tons of uh, of systems. But are you really going to go out and buy a PS4 when the PS5 is going to come out next year? Not likely unless you're getting a really good deal. Now, Xbox, they recently announced something at, uh, I don't remember what it's called, X, 
they, they had a, a thing in London a couple of days ago where they did uh, a bunch of announcements and stuff. And they had this cool um, bundle that they have where you can buy an Xbox. Well, you don't actually pay for the Xbox. You basically rent it, right? You pay X dollars a month. Uh, see, X uh, X, you, you pay X dollars a month and depending on how much you want, like which Xbox you want, you pay a different amount. Uh, and it comes with access to, uh, Xbox. Oh my gosh. I can never remember the name of this damn program. Cause they have so many I'm, 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 I'm in the program, the Xbox program. I'm booting it up right now on my PC, uh, game pass. All right. It comes with Xbox game pass, which gets you access to like a hundred games and, at the like when Project Scarlet comes out next year, it's going to uh, they will allow you to upgrade from your current Xbox to the next Xbox. So I do think that Xbox sales will continue to grow over time because of that. But they just announced that yesterday or the day before. So I don't think I mean, we're obviously not going to see any indicators from that anytime soon. But right now. Uh, we've known about Project Scarlet for a while, so of course Xbox sales have kind of gone flat. I anticipate that those will spike up with this new program, uh, especially depending on what exclusives come out later on this uh, this year and what things are announced for Project Scarlet. I think it's a really smart move for um, for Xbox to do, and I predicted that they would do this years ago and then they never did it until now uh that that you could subscribe to xbox and get the hardware for free i think it's a really good move and i i think that that's something that the other um the other platform holders could look into as well like wouldn't it be nice if you could subscribe to uh a nintendo subscription and get a switch and in addition to that, also have access to Nintendo Switch Online as well as certain games, uh, kind of copying the Xbox Game Pass model. I really do think that the Xbox Game Pass model is something that needs to be adopted by the other platform holders or they are going to be left in the dust because it's almost something that you just can't, like, you. it's so cheap. It's so cheap, and you have access to so many games. You just can't say no to it. It's just such a good deal. And this is coming from somebody who does not have an Xbox. I have it on the PC, and it's just fantastic. I think that it's a great a great deal, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so I may actually... I don't know if I'm going to sign up for the new system. Depends on how much it costs. Uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but whatever. Let's, let's move on and talk about something that is uh, on sale right now. Uh, the Messenger, which if you don't know about The Messenger, The Messenger is this cool 2D side-scrolling um, game, and it's got a fantastic art design, very much reminiscent of um, Ninja Gaiden. And it's it's just really, really cool looking. It has both 16-bit style and 8-bit style, and it's just really fun. I got it on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, so I subscribed to Xbox Game Pass, and that meant that I got to try this one out for free. And I didn't play too much of it, but what I did play, I really liked. It's kind of difficult, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. 
Now, why am I talking about it now? I'm talking about it now because it's currently the free game on the Epic Games Store. So if you've been playing, if you're a PC gamer, then you probably know about the Epic Games Store. And at each every week or so, they give out free games on the Epic Games Store. Why am I telling you about this on Switchcraft? Well, it's not a game that requires an incredibly powerful PC to run. And you might not be somebody who wants to play any games on the PC. However, you could try it out there. And then if you decide that you like it and you want to have it on your Switch, it's currently on sale on the Nintendo Switch for $11.99. It's $12 down from $20. So that's almost 50% off. I think that's a really good deal. Am I going to buy it? No, because I I have a controller hooked up to my PC and I can play it there if I want especially because I claimed it for free on the Epic Games Store and I have it on the uh, the Xbox Games Pass. It just doesn't make any sense for me to buy it, but I just wanted to let no- people know about this. Now, apparently the sale goes until the 18th, so uh, I'm recording this on Saturday, the 16th, so it goes until Monday. Uh, so if you're listening to this this weekend, then awesome. If you're listening to this or watching this next week, then obviously this will have already passed. I don't know how long the the Messenger is on sale for, or I'm sorry, free for on the Epic Game Store, but uh, hopefully you hear about this and it's something that you're interested in. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Let's let's thank everybody who's part of the Discord. If you want to join the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, you can you can join us over there. There's like 700 people over there. So you guys are fantastic. Watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, you guys are fantastic for joining me over there. Uh, this show is part of the Giant Sized Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. And the music that you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, stay awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.